Welcome, everyone, to the Card Subject to Change podcast. I am your host, William Kliske, and this podcast is on the Game Changer Sports Network. Now, we're going to talk about uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and some important information that has come up within the past week in wrestling. So, I'm just going to start off quickly with, um, at last week's NXT tapings, uh, Chelsea Green suffered a broken wrist in her first match at Full Sail. So, she got the victory, I heard, and, sorry sorry if that's a spoiler if that airs, but I just hope she has a speedy recovery. And then, we had, um, where is it? Um... During Raw, WWE announced that longtime WWE employee Sue Atchison will receive the Warrior Award. I don't know. I completely botched that name. I'm just letting you know that now. And WWE on Twitter, not WWE on Twitter, AJ Styles on Twitter, while introducing the new member of his family, he also said that he re- signed a new contract with WWE. And... In tradition, no, not really tradition, but in a copycat for sort of way, Sin Cara also introduced a new member of, to his family, which was also in another adorable pet, if I remember correctly. And he did not sign a new contract with WWE. So that means Sin Cara is going to be gone soon, or it just isn't time for him to sign a new contract. But those are just the small things I wanted to talk about before. But now um, we're going to go talk about Raw. So Raw started off with uh, Brock Lesnar coming out and talking about his WrestleMania match. Well, he didn't really talk. Paul Heyman did the talking. But they talked about Brock's WrestleMania match with Seth Rollins and how Brock ultimately conquered all of the challengers that were small and quick in stature. And then McIntyre came out and confronted the Universal. No, he didn't really confront, but he came out saying that he'll beat up Seth Rollins later tonight. And then Seth Rollins came out and attacked Drew McIntyre with a chair a lot of times. And a video went viral of a, a cameraman just bouncing up and down and up and down and up and down with all the chair shots. I think there was 12 of them, if I remember hearing it correctly. And then after that, we had Finn Balor and his mystery partner um, facing Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. And obviously, after Leo Rush got uh, murdered two weeks ago by Finn's mystery partner, it really came to no surprise that his mystery partner was Braun Strowman. So Finn Balor and Braun Strowman ended up picking up the victory when... How did it end? Um, running power slam to la- rush. Yeah. Um. Jeez. I'm sorry. I was trying to read something. It didn't work out well with the audio. Kind of fell. <laughs> but then after that, we had uh, a moment of bliss with special guest Elias, who announced he is the headlining musical act for WrestleMania. 
could this mean The Rock's coming back to do a segment with Elias? That's the way I view it, but I'm not going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. But, I don't know, I think it would be cool to have an Elias Rock segment at WrestleMania. Just battle the musical talents. But then, um, Bliss and uh, Elias were talking about how they hate getting interrupted and how it happens all the time during Elias' performances and during Alexa's talk shows. And then what happens? Gets interrupted. And... It is No Way Jose's conga line without a No Way Jose. And Otis and Tucker were in there. Otis was leading the charge, which is always amazing. And (laughs) then Elias got attacked by a hamburger who ended up being a No Way Jose with, which I still don't know how I feel about his new green dreadlock hair. I don't know. It's throwing me off, man. It's throwing me off. But then Elias fought No Way Jose in a match. And Elias won. Because No Way Jose doesn't win anything except his Raw debut. And that was it. So after that, we had Kurt Angle come out and announce who he was going to be facing at WrestleMania. Was it The Undertaker? No. Was it John Cena? No. Was it anybody else you would have liked to see? No. Was it somebody that fans don't like? Yes. Was it somebody fans don't care about? Yes. Is it someone who wasn't a, isn't the greatest in the ring but a pretty good character? Yes. That man is Baron Corbin to a lot, and I mean a lot, of fan backlash. For good reason. But then Kurt Angle's next opponent on the retirement tour came out. And it was my, it was the person I wanted to see him face at WrestleMania, who really should have been Kurt Angle's quote unquote illegitimate son, storyline wise. And instead of Jason Jordan, it was Chad Gable back to his singlet American Alpha Music character, which is great. I don't know what that means for the tag team or and whether or not. Rude and Gable are done, or this was just like a one-time thing for Gable to put his singlet back on. But Kurt Angle ended up defeating Chad Gable. It was a pretty good match, I can't lie. I would love to see these two scrap again, hopefully, but it's probably unlikely just based on Kurt Angle retiring in two weeks. But I think it was a great see I would have liked if Kurt Angle faced Chad Gable at WrestleMania and Gable ultimately won in a passing of a torch type of thing. And then uh, Gable became the new Kurt because G- Gable's good at comedy. Gable's a great wrestler, although he's just a little bit undersized, but that's really about it. Um. Yeah, Kurt Angle defeated Chad Gable. And then we had Sasha Banks defeat Natalia via disqualification when Nia and Tamina came out and attacked. And before that, we had a segment with Sasha Banks and Bailey and Natalia and Beth Phoenix, in which Beth Phoenix offered to come out of retirement for WrestleMania. Now, based on what happened on SmackDown, I don't know what's going to fully happen. It's looking like it'll be a multi-team match. It'll probably be like um, Sasha Bailey, Natalia, Beth, Nia Tamina, 
and the Iconics because they pinned Sasha and Bailey, so you should get a title match if you pin the champs. And it was hella quote unquote clean. <laughs> it's clean in my eyes. I didn't see anything, but I'll talk about that on Smack when we get to SmackDown. And then um, Ricochet defeated Jinder Mahal. Not much to really say about this match. It just it is what it is. And then we had Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey versus Dana Brooke, in which WWE had a poll on their Instagram stories, and at one point it was like fifty-one percent, but voted that Dana could upset Ronda, and boy were they wrong. Ronda won in like fifteen, sixteen seconds. I counted myself, and Dana Brooke now has basically a broken arm. We'll we'll see. How injured it is in the coming days, storyline-wise, of course. But then, um, yeah. That, oh, and then uh, Ronda Rousey. I almost forgot about this part, just based on the page I'm reading. But <laughs> uh, Ronda Rousey beat up more hella more security and refs. And then her husband, Travis Brown, just freaking leveled one of the security members just leveled him and i hope he's awake right now three days later it'd be good to be awake to be honest and then um so after that we had baron corbin kurt angle's wrestlemania opponent final opponent ever face apollo cruz and lose he lost baron corbin lost to apollo cruz and you expect us to want him to face kurt angle at WrestleMania. That's it. Is that it? That's it. Okay, you want you want us to believe that that's what we want to see is <laughs> Kurt Angle or faces Baron Corbin after he loses to Apollo Cruz. Ah man, I don't know anymore. But um, then we had Batista tell his side of the rivalry with Triple H, and let's see. Sorry for the dead air. The dead air. I'm trying to figure something out. Um, Batista spoke very calmly and disputed the notion that he owed his career to Triple H and basically just saw Batista as a muscle guy to for personal use. And basically, every time he quit, was because of Triple H holding him down as his boss. And then... Um, yeah. It was interesting. I only have paid attention to this promo. And I'm going to have to rewatch it. But the way it was set up, he was via satellite... Coming from, like, his home office. I don't know. Had a cool look to it. Or what was supposedly his home office, I would assume. Looked cool. But then we had Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. In which Seth Rollins looked dumb when Brock Lesnar's music hit. Just getting distracted, which is dumb. Drew McIntyre won and then challenged Roman Reigns to a fight at WrestleMania. Whether or not this becomes an actual match. Like, yes, it can be scheduled, but an actual match on the card. Or if they'll just brawl throughout the arena. Yo, I just thought of this. <laughs> I would imagine if uh, Drew versus Roman started the show. 
and it was just a fight. So the match never officially started. So it's just like they're fighting for the entire like eight hour run t- or six hour runtime of the main card on WrestleMania. And it's just like after every match, like the camera ends just following, which just cuts to more brawling between Drew and Roman, like all over this freaking stadium. I just think <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. And then like the fourth to final match, they come out like through the crowd, get in the ring, and it's just like okay. I guess we'll start this match now. And then they start the match and it lasts like three minutes because they've just been brawling the whole time. I think that would be an interesting concept. Let me know what you think of that at my social media, at me, at William Kliske. And then, so that was Raw. And now we move on to SmackDown Live in which we had another gauntlet match with Kofi Kingston. So that took up half the show so with smackdown we had four segments compared to one two three four five six seven eight nine ten segments on raw according to the raw results quick hits on wwe.com so we had the miz address shane mcmahon's savage assault with the miz saying how um he is uh Jeez, why am I not thinking of words again? Miz was brutally honest, opening up about his insecurities and the shortcuts he has taken, and he how he's used people, doesn't have any friends, he's lost all his friends except for his wife and his daughter. And he initially wanted to use Shane, but the relationship changed him, and he became a better person. And Shane stabbed him in the back in front of his 68-year-old father. I thought it was very interesting to throw the business father's age into this equation. And then, um, basically he said, all Shane deserves is an ass whipping at WrestleMania from the Miz. Then we had the Iconics defeat Sasha and Bailey. And it was an okay tag match to say the least, but Hey, we got the Iconics going to WrestleMania Hopefully, to face the champs. I really want them to face the champs. Just because the Iconics are iconic. And we need an iconic WrestleMania. What better way to have an iconic WrestleMania than having the Iconics on the show? You know what I mean? So, like I said, it'll probably be the Fatal 4-Way type. You can't really add any more teams because there's only four turnbuckles. But then, um, yeah, a fatal four-way tag match probably. And then we had um, the KO show with special guests Becky and Charlotte. I don't know what's going on with Kevin Owens, whether face heel comedy not. I don't know for sure what the direction is because they brought him back early for Kofi to have a mania match. Fingers crossed. And then, um, basically he's like, yo, I know you're going to fight. So let me get out of the ring and I'm going to fight. It's basically what happened. And then they brawled and then it was fine, I guess. I'm just, 
I'm kind of tired of this feud. It's just too long. Charlotte shouldn't be in the match. Charlotte being in the match ruined it for me. And I don't really know what else to say. Kofi has a lot more momentum. Um, but hey, Becky Lynch has a good knee again. So that's good. So go Becky having a good knee. Um, that lasted longer than it should have to begin with. I don't know. This story is just, just too much. They're trying to squeeze so much in with everything. And the story is just getting tired of it. So especially since Becky and... Okay, so Ronda wasn't in the segment on SmackDown. Sorry for the little weird moments of me trying to find my words. But Ronda wasn't on this moment of SmackDown, right? Becky and Charlotte basically have been feuding. Except for like a two-week span when Becky got her face broken by Nia and they hugged in the middle of the ring. They've basically been feuding since SummerSlam when Becky Lynch attacked Charlotte after the triple threat match when Carmella was champ. So that's what, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. We're on the seventh month of a Charlotte-Becky feud in which they've fought numerous times. Becky Lynch has won all of those times, literally, except for unless it was a disqualification so she could retain her title. But Becky Lynch has won all these matches. Charlotte doesn't deserve to be in this match. Charlotte shouldn't be in this match. The match most people wanted, I don't know what it, where it stands right now, but the match that most people wanted was Charlotte and Becky, right? It was Charlotte and, not Charlotte and Becky. I was wrong by that. Jesus, it was um, Becky and Rhonda. So, uh, Charlotte being added to this match got. I just don't like Charlotte at all, and I never have, probably never will. I don't know what it is about Charlotte I don't like. I can't pinpoint it. There's just been nothing that has drawn me to her, as. A talent. So, I don't really have any thing to add more to that, I guess. But, um, yeah. So, we'll continue on SmackDown. I ranted a bit. Sorry, I had to get it off my chest. Then we had Kobe Kingston go through his gauntlet match. He started off by beating Sheamus one-on-one. And then he beat Cesaro. Then he won via disqualification to Rowan. To keep in mind, a couple down the line, they protected Rowan in this match. So maybe he has a title opportunity in the future. We'll find out. Then he rolled up Samoa Joe and rolled up Randy Orton. So, so you successfully went through the gauntlet. They're celebrating, and there's still eight minutes left in the show. Vince McMahon comes. I was like, congratulations. You have one more opponent to beat. And it's Daniel Bryan, who Kofi almost gets him. 
his SOS looked not good. Well, I mean, it looked fine. Like, um, execution-wise, it's just Kofi just didn't get full rotation on the um, flip. But that was a two-count. Daniel Bryan hit him with the running knee. And Daniel Bryan won. Kofi doesn't have a WrestleMania match as of right now. And we will see what this leads to. So next. Um, no, I, that sounded lackluster. Uh, Next week, I'm actually excited to see what SmackDown brings. A lot of people have been complaining about this. Not really complaining, but it's just like, again, Kofi's getting screwed. People are kind of falling off of this story a bit. But I don't get it. I feel like all these shortcuts or shortcomings, I should say, of Kofi Kingston are really drawing, at least me, into the shows next week to see what's happening next. Because I want to see how the New Day reacts. They had a backstage segment on WWE.com exclu- uh, exclusive where New Day and Big E were like, yo, let's quit. Let's quit. And then on Big E's uh, Twitter account the next day, they're like, we had a day to process this. And he kept saying the term uh, people like us. Like, we can only get so high, people like us. And just watching the video... It made it seem like, okay, we're there. He's definitely talking about their race, which I think it's dumb how there hasn't been a black WWE champion yet. And I really hope Kofi Kingston can be the first. And in a perfect dream scenario, I keep hearing how people are speculating that Big E is going to turn on Kofi Kingston. And everyone's scenario I heard is he's going to, or he'd turn and cost him the title. Or he would turn beforehand at spe- a specific time or whatever. But my th- question to those is, why would he cost him the title? Think about this. If the New Day were to split up and you were to have Biggie be a monster heel and you want him to be in a top spot in your company, why don't you have Kofi Kingston win, have a babyface champion, and while they're celebrating, have Biggie turn? If that's if that's ultimately their goal is to have Biggie be a monster heel and have the New Day split up, they should have Kofi Kingston win the WWE title, and then just like Evolution did to Randy Orton, maybe not like the same like holding thumbs up thumbs down, but Randy Orton wins the title, they turn. If they were to split up the New Day, do Kofi Kingston wins the title, turn, leads it puts. Biggie into the WWE Championship title picture, which would probably happen at the Saudi Arabia show in between WrestleMania and Money in the Bank with Money in the Bank in May. But I don't know. That's just an interesting take. And Xavier Woods also posted a video on his social media saying, it's like, this is why we have other things we're good at. It's like, we always keep them stored. We're good at more than one thing. We always have backup plans, etc." I didn't watch Xavier's, but I read what he tweeted with the video. And I was basically just saying that from what I got from it. So, that's it for SmackDown. 
Sorry for another rant. Jeez, I'm full of SmackDown rants today. <laughs> so we're going to move to NXT. And we know Ciampa had neck surgery. And so Triple H came out with the vacated, the first time vacated NXT championship and announced plans for the vacant NXT title. So um, Ciampa was originally, or according to Triple H, Ciampa was originally set to defend his NXT championship against Johnny Gargano after what happened after the Dusty Rhodes Classic semifinals match. So, since Gargano was supposed to be the uh, challenger, he's already in the match. And then Triple H announced that Gargano's opponent opponent would be determined in the n- match of the night's uh, fatal five-way match with Ricochet, Adam Cole, Black, Velveteen Dream, and Matt Riddle. Now, I haven't watched the show yet, so I don't know how good the match was, but... Obviously, I'm looking at results to do this podcast, so I know who won, but if I hadn't watched it or heard who won yet, I would have looked at those names, and I'm like, okay, Ricochet and Aleister Black, um, they're in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, so if one of these two won the match, they'd probably lose that match, so that would give it away. Um, NXT North American, Velveteen Dream. He's the NXT North American champion, so he has to defend his title at TakeOver, which after this, it looks like it's going to be Matt Riddle, so it's going to be a great match there. So that eliminates all four, and who does that leave? That's right, that leaves Adam Cole of the Undisputed Era. 2019 years is the year of Undisputed Gold for the Undisputed Era. That's what I'm talking about. So, I think... And then the winner of the match would go on to face Gargano for the NXT title in a two-out-of-three falls match. And then they give an injury update on Tommaso Ciampa. And he underwent anterior cervical cervical fusion surgery, which consists of taking the pressure off the spinal cord, according to Dr. Michael Cordover, an orthopedic surgeon at Andrews Sports Medicine. And uh, they replaced the ruptured disc with a donor bone and also some bone from his hip. So... Though the unfortunate injury cost Ciampa the NXT Championship, or Goldie, as he is nicknamed. I have a gripe right now with WWE. On their social media, they're spelling Goldie, G-O-L-D-I-E. And on the recap of NXT, they spelled it G-O-L-D-Y. Quick rant, rant over. (laughs) Just pick one. And they, they didn't give... They might have on the show, but in this short description, they didn't give a um, timetable for his return. And then we had the match, the Fatal 5-Way match, in which Adam Cole defeated Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, and Aleister Black. And then... um, um, So, this paragraph on the recap has something that happened off the air. So, as the Undisputed Era head honcho walked away with a sweet victory, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic finalists Black and Ricochet were struck down with a harsh reality check at the hands of the Forgotten Sons. 
So I think based on that, that happened during the show because then it says, after NXT went off the air on WWE Network, Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, and Jackson Riker waylaid the tandem with a vicious assault ahead of next week's Dusty Classic Finals Clash. And we'll see if that attack gives them a disadvantage. So, but um, Cole hit Ricochet with a last shot, which I believe is his... um. I don't know what it's called. A Shining Wizard move. I think it's that. I think that's what it is. So, Adam Cole won. We have Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano at TakeOver New York for um, two, for the NXT. Jesus Christ. <laughs> two out of three falls fast. NXT. Oh, my, my words. Two out of three falls match NXT TakeOver New York. We have Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match. Now, looking at the card, we have uh, the tag team title match in which we find out who the War Raiders are facing next week. We have Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Sane. We have Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. And also announced on NXT UK, which I haven't been keeping up with, but I have seen this. We have Pete Dunne defending his WWE United Kingdom Championship against Walter. Now, this card looks amazing. And I'm luckily going to be there, assuming I'm able to buy tickets, which there's still... a Plentiful on Ticketmaster. I'm excuse that. Just waiting for some price drops for a certain section. Hopefully under freaking three hundred dollars. But we'll see where that goes. And yeah, that's the podcast. I think. I think that's it. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Card Subject to Change. And if you did, please uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at William Kliske, K-L-I-S-K-E-Y. And follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at CSTCPod. And check out the Game Changer Sports Network at GameChangerSportsNetwork.com for all of your sports network needs. Because with the Game Changer Sports Network, you have, uh, where is it? I just had it. It's uh, genuine, all of unapologetic coverage. I think that's the slogan. Double checking. Yeah, genuine, unapologetic sports coverage. So, give the Facebook page a like too. And just remember, the card is always subject to change.